And I took my white Vans off and wore these gray ones instead. So, that, that being said, uh, seriously, it is great to be here. Anybody else excited just to be in the house of God today? Right? Seriously, this is an absolute honor of ours, and I want you to know your, your pastors and their family and many people that have been here today are people that are dear to our hearts, and I have watched this church since the inception and have just enjoyed seeing the hand of God on you guys. I want you to know that. I love all of you. I'm proud of all of you, and I'm excited for all of you because your best days are by far ahead of you right now. How many would disagree with that, right? By far, best days are coming. And I'm believing that for you today and super excited just to be with you this morning. I'm from Tulsa. My wife and my, uh, my beautiful little daughter, she has basketball today. So they had to stay back and do some tournaments. But I know this, as I came and everybody's like, oh, Dave, where's, where's Chantel and Emma? And I'm like, well, they stayed up for some basketball. They're like, oh, man, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. I'm here, but, you know, it's fine, whatever, you know. <laughs> but it, it's just because we love these guys and we have such a connection, so Hopefully we'll get to visit again sometime and just hang out with you, and you'll get to meet my family as well. That being said, I just, just want us to start off today with the right attitude. How many is so thankful for our God who does not give up on us? Amen? He calls us, he pursues us, and right now you need to understand this, that you are in this place this morning, whether you know him or not, whether you feel it or not, you've got a God right now that is hunting you down by his grace, and he is ready to do a work in your life today. Can we just give him praise this morning? Praise you, God. We thank you, Lord. And God, I pray right now for this entire room to hear your voice more clearly than they've ever heard. Lord, you speak deep, you do a work in our hearts, and we'll be forever changed, Lord. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's do this. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Yes, that's a long word, Deuteronomy chapter 32. We're going to get into the word in just a second. And I want to explain specifically that this passage just did not get out of my mind. When I was praying for this church, um, I prayed for you. I didn't know you, but I've been praying for you. Believing for God to do a work in your heart, and I cannot get away from this thought, and it's just been messing me up. And I, even during worship, that first service, God was just just showing me things about this church, and I'm excited for what's coming. But let's kind of back this thing up this way. Um, this particular passage is a song of Moses, and so Moses is actually about to die. He's wanting to make sure Israel understands the goodness of their father, that even in their rebellion. He is bent on restoration. Are you glad for that? Amen? Even in our rebellion, God is always about a restoration. So he teaches this song, and he instructs him to pass it down. And we're going to read in verse 10 these words. Y'all with me? Awesome. All four of you. Fantastic. Let's go with it. (laughs) Anyway, in a desert land, he found him. That'll preach right there, won't it? In a desert land. He found him in a barren and howling waste. He shielded him and cared for him. He guarded him as the apple of his eye. Listen to this. Like an eagle that stirs up its nest. That's interesting, right? He he guarded him. He cared for him like the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up his nest and hovers over its young, that spreads its wings to catch them and carries them aloft. Now, I can tell you right now, I'm not an expert on eagles, but I do know people. 
right? I, I know God too. And, and I know this, that somehow in this passage today, there is some very clear text toward every one of us in some way or another. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to do a work in your heart today. So like an eagle that stirs up its nest, I, I, I do know this about people though, okay? We are pros at creating categories that we divide ourselves into. How many would agree with that, right? There's always some category you divide yourself into. In fact, this morning, right here in this group, you guys yourself are a category, aren't you? You're like, I like that church. I'm going to go there. I don't like them. I don't, well, maybe you like them. You know what I'm saying? But I like this church. I like these people, right? This is the way we work. If you don't believe me, go to any high school at lunchtime, right? I mean, like this, it just, just kind of happens. People sort of get into different groups. Like, and I, I can tell you this much, too. In this one little tight-knit group right here, I guarantee you come this fall, sitting in front of a TV, some of you guys are going to utter some very strange tongues and words that, that don't really agree with my heart, words like boomer sooner. Anybody else boomers, sooners, and I'm just curious, how many, how many hook them horns? Thank you, Jesus. All right, nobody, that's awesome. How many roll tides? I know there's one of those. I've only heard it like 47 times today. So anyway, uh, it's funny how we just sort of segregate out, right? We just get into different groups. But I, I will tell you this much, that, that truthfully, life seems to come down to two categories of people. Two categories. And it's this. It's those who watch Hallmark movies and those who don't. I mean, I'm a, who's in the first category? You watch those things and you love them, right? Yes? All right, some of y'all aren't as proud as others. I get it. I get it. Right? But can I just help you? They're all the same. I'm just telling you right now. They are all the same. It is like, I, I'm telling y'all, I came, I came home one day around Christmas. Actually, it's more like October because that's when the movies actually start. Like, you know, earlier and earlier, earlier, like Hobby Lobby puts out their Christmas trees in July. Maybe February this year. I don't know. So, but anyway, I come home and the DVR is like there's 2% left. And, and everything on that list was all these movies like, I don't even know that. I can't tell you the names of them. I can tell you this much. It's got the same actress in every single one of them. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like their new slogan they're trying to push out. It's Hallmark, where bad actresses go to die. That's, that's what it's actually called. Um, so I'm meddling. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. So just do yourself a favor. Watch one and done. That's it, right? It's just over because they're all the same. And all God's people said, amen. Yes. Praise God. Don't even get me started on the Westerns, fellas, because they're all the same, too. But anyway, all right. Yes. No joke. Um, here's, here's the deal. Life does get down to two categories. And, and according to God specifically, we're all in one of two places. And this passage, I love that it points this out so well, too. It's, it's simply this. Today, no matter what, how you came in, no matter what you've been through, whatever, you're, you're in one of two places. You're either lost or you're found. You're with me, right? There's no varying levels. There's no person that's more lost than another, even though we kind of say that in church circles. I don't know why. There's no, not one person that's more saved than the next. You're either saved or you're not saved. Can I get an amen, right? And, and this is it's one of two camps, and we see it so well here. We're going to get into this idea of an eagle stirring a nest, but, but what I love is that very first line there, in a desert land, he found him in a barren and howling waste. Right? I'm telling you, that describes anybody. And whether you're a person that's so far away from God or any thought of God in your mind, or you're a person that's not, 
in, in relationship with Christ and you're sitting in a church pew on a Sunday morning. Either way, it is a barren and howling waste without Jesus. It's a good place for an amen right there. I'm, I'm just telling you. Any day without Jesus is a barren day. At the same time, any day with him, no matter if it's your first day or your 40th day or your 400th day, it is the best day, amen, because he is enough for us. And we get these two camps one or the other. And we also get an image of our Father in there, which I love because either He is the one searching for the lost or He's the one looking after the found, right? You've got the God looking after the ones that are barren and desolate. And then you've also got the, the one that's looking after the eagles in a nest. And today, I want to encourage you this morning, as we begin to dive into this, I want to, I want to help you understand that the reason I'm bringing this out, number one, is if you don't know Jesus, you'll have opportunity today. And I want you to know he is here. Today is the day of salvation, right? He is here to do a work in your heart. But if you do know Jesus, I've got a word for you this morning because I believe this is truth, that every one of us fits in this other category. And I want you to get this. If you're taking notes this morning, please write some things down, not because I've got something to say, but because I believe he does. Amen? Number one, if you're taking notes, is this. You didn't get here by accident. You didn't show up by accident. You didn't get to where you got in life. And maybe some of you are going, yeah, I kind of did. I don't even know how I got to this church. What is this place, right? Who is this guy? But, but here's the deal. I'm talking in life in general. You didn't get to where you got by accident. You didn't somehow stumble forward into all this or, or that God is somehow scraping together the broken remains of things just hoping to make something out of you. Listen, you are divinely purposed by the God of all creation. Amen? This is an image of who you are today, no matter what kind of past you lead. I'm telling you, this is the way God works. Before him, barren days, broken days, deserted days, and even now you might feel that way sometime. But with Jesus, your life isn't accidental, it's providential. Amen? He is working it together somehow for your good. And everybody said, Amen. When you get to know him, when you get to trust him, you're not somehow working your way to the top. Listen, you start out on top with Jesus. And we see this so clearly right here as we begin to understand an eagle's nest. You have been born again, and you've been born in a high place. See, this is what's interesting to me. Eagles are so different from other birds in the sense that some birds, um, I, I bet you if you walk around this building, there will be birds' nests up in eaves of this building, Right? Or if your Walmart is anything like my Walmart, they kind of live up in the rafters and fly around dodging you in the aisles, right? If they go everywhere and they build in low limbs, some build on the ground, but an eagle puts its nest at high places. They're up in treetops that are so high. They're on the edges of cliffs that are so far out. It's this place of provision. It's a place of protection. And this is an image of where God has brought you to, amen? You are born in a high place, and that means that the moment those eaglets crack those shells and, and they're aware of their surroundings, they are in a high place whether they realize it or not. Can I explain to you today that that's exactly where you are right now? Whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not, you're in a, in a high place in Jesus. Amen? And sometimes, like those baby birds, we are oblivious to where we've been seated to. I'm telling you, listen to what God's Word tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. Somebody get a hold of this this morning. It says this, that God raised us up. Somebody say, He raised me up. 
God raised us up with Christ, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. That is the result of your salvation. You're raised up. You're seated on high, whether you see it or not. The problem is, like those little eaglets that are in that nest, you can just imagine the scene, right? There's this massive nest at the top of a massive tree, and these babies are born, yet all they can see is the sky above and the nest around. All they see are remnants of their history and their past. Which is interesting to me because if you think about a nest that an eagle builds, this nest is literally the history of the family. Y'all follow me? This mother eagle flies back and forth. Everywhere she goes, she picks up pieces and brings it back and puts it together. Somehow she takes these pieces that may be smooth or some may be gnarly and broken, some may be twisted, but somehow she forms this thing together and she creates this space for new life to be born into, right? It's the, it's the past, it's the history of the mother, and she's crafting a nest that's going to hold her future So every piece, no matter how big or how small or how twisted or how smooth, somehow they fit together and they make the perfect place for new life to begin. Can I just tell you today that your past is the exact same place? Y'all awake this morning? Early service was a little bit livelier, I'm just saying, all right? But this image of of every piece that somehow fits together, and within that place, something new is born. Something new begins. Nobody criticizes where the pieces come from, only that somehow they just seem to work together. And the eagle's story is in the sticks. It's all right there. And maybe you're born again. But listen, the idea is that new life has somehow sprung up out of the old life. Amen? Maybe when you look at your life, like I look at my past, listen, I've got, a, I've got a history of addiction and all kinds of crazy stuff, and I always thought, God, there's no way you can use that. But you know what's awesome? God exactly used that. He somehow took the pieces, praise God, of brokenness and weaved it together, and within that framework, he birthed something brand new. That's your life. That's all of our lives. And let me just even speak this over you, too, because I'm, I'm telling you, it's clear as day. Right here this morning in first service, God began to show me an image of this church. And I know this message is to us personally as individuals. But can I tell you that this church is a beautiful tapestry of people from different backgrounds and different positions and different brokenness and different addictions and, and different deliverances. Are you with me today, right? But somehow this framework is working together that within it a brand new work is beginning amen and i can tell you right now this place is too small for where god's taking you i'm telling you don't despise your life because it looks mundane and all you can see are the pieces of your past because within that somehow god is birthing brand new life everybody said yes somehow that mother eagle it's a work of grace the past comes together, and it allows something beautiful. Now, the outside of that nest, it's, it's, it's funny because it, it looks like a mess. Have you seen one of these before? I mean, it's gnarly. It's crazy looking. There's pieces sticking out everywhere. It's sharp and, and pointy, and, and things are protruding out the outside of it, and it's designed that way to keep predators away. Wow, hey, that's really cool. You've got one on there. That's great. I didn't even know that. So as you can see... <laughs> Yeah, I need to look around behind me every once in a while, right? Um, But they build these nests to keep things out. But what's so interesting is the inside of that nest is smooth. 
and they line it with their feathers, and it creates this perfect place to grow life. And it's such an image of us, right? The, the Word tells us that we are like earthen vessels so that this surpassing glory of God, it's about Him and not about us, right? And somehow in that twisted mess, people look at your life, and every stick is a story, right? And it's history, and it's things you've gone through. And people look at you and go, wow, look where they've been. Oh, my word, look what they went through. But wow, what's that going on inside of them right now? And God is producing that in you. So don't look down on the past. Don't look down on those things because somehow by his divine providence, God's going, that's exactly what I need. That is exactly what I need to reach that person. That's exactly what this community needs to see my glory in them, right? That's God at work in us. Praise the Lord. By the way, first service, man, I'm telling you what, pollen is not my friend. In fact, I'm just going to declare no pollen formed against me is going to prosper. Amen? <laughs> declare it in 316, right? Somebody posted the other day in Oklahoma because I'm in Tulsa. <laughs> it was, did anybody else down here, totally side note, totally non-spiritual. Is that cool? All right, awesome. I'm going there anyway. Uh, but th- they had this picture. It was like pollen was everywhere. My truck was just covered in pollen, right? And if somebody had laid down in this stuff and did a pollen angel. Like, we don't make snow angels, we make pollen angels, right? I'm like, just bury me in my little angel dust, right? Because it's, it's over right there, right? So, if I sniffle, it's allergies, pray for me, amen. But I'll tell you what, God is so faithful, guys. Like that, that eagle hovering over the young provides protection. He provides a watchful eye, provision. He brings food. And we are taken care of. Aren't you thankful for a God like that, right? He's so faithful. He's so good. And he's working this all out for us. But here's what I want you to get, right? This buildup is for a reason, is that there are times, as believers, all we see is the familiar past. All we see are the problems and the pains and the hurts, the things we've done, the things that have been done to us. And we let all that stuff sort of work together in a way that makes us think that God's really not got us. But I want you to understand this. Somehow, I want you to get the perspective of the mother eagle because she's already seen over the ledge. Are you with me today? Inside this thing, all you're seeing is past. All you're seeing is history. And God's like, I see something you don't see. I see things you can't imagine if you'll just trust me. In fact, the word tells us, 2 Corinthians 2.9, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived the things that God has prepared for those that love him. Amen? So I just get a better perspective this morning. If you're feeling down, get over it, all right? God's good. He's got something good working for you outside of where you can see today. Praise the Lord. I believe that. His nest is a picture of his grace. You didn't get here by accident. You're divinely purposed just as you are, and God can use that. But here's the reason I'm bringing all this up today. That's a beautiful thing. We can all clap. Yay, God, you're using me. It's awesome. I'm really good right here, right? Because there's a problem that I've learned about us is is this. We're in a constant state of transition, aren't we? As believers specifically, life is about transition. And the second thing I need you to understand today, write this down, is that what got you here won't get you there. 
what got you here is not going to get you to where you need to go. Listen, I'm just telling you, we will always be in a state of transition. There are always going to be those times, and I'll I'll tell you right now, in our personal lives, my family, the last couple years, has been some of the craziest transitions we have ever gone through. But through it all, God's proven himself faithful. Amen? He does that, and he shows us, and we learn his character. I'm reading a book right now. I'm loving it, too. It's called Necessary Endings. It's by Dr. Henry Cloud. Anybody ever read any of his stuff? It's phenomenal stuff. And he talks about something that I'd totally forgotten about. He talks about how, how uh, people that raise competitive roses, by the way, that's a thing. It's not on ESPN or anything. I'm pretty sure I've checked. But uh, by the way, I don't know anything about roses, but I know that, that I get the kind at Walmart and the little wrapping and the water stuff that drips everywhere. It's got the sticker on the side, right? That's real romantic, by the way, fellas. $9.99, roses, awesome. The lady loves you. I'm just saying. But no, we're not talking about those kind of roses. We're talking about championship kind, right? And here's the deal about roses. Anybody raise flowers, do things like that? Right? The thing about these is, is if you want beautiful roses, you've got to know how to prune things. Because the, the truth of the matter is, a rose bush will produce more buds than it's able to sustain properly. It will produce more things, things will grow, sticks will grow, sticks, branches, whatever you want to call them, will grow long, They'll, things will get out of hand, and if you're not careful, you'll end up with a bunch of decent roses. But the horticulturist, the, the gardener, is able to go to it, and he can look and say, you know what, this one's good, but it's not great. I'm going to go ahead and snip it off. This, this branch is a little sickly. I can't quite get it well. I'm going to go ahead and cut it back. But you know what happens? The more you prune this thing, the better it gets. Right? And the truth of the matter is, this isn't just some philosophical thing. This is the truth of the Word of God. We read in John 15 where Jesus says, I'm the true vine, and my Father's the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. Right? And we're always like, yep, those sinners right there, they're cut out of here. Right? But then he goes on to say that every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. So it'll bear more. And so the truth of the matter is today, These seasons in our life of change and transition, they come, and and maybe it's not comfortable to you, but the truth of the matter is God is using those seasons to take you to a place you can never go on your own. That pruning, that cutting back, that cutting away is actually a a reward for your growth. Get a hold of that. Your pruning is a reward for your growing. What's so interesting about this original passage is this. The reason we brought all this up today is he talks about how he shields us and he guards us like what? Like an eagle that does what? That stirs up its nest. Everybody say that, stirs up. He guards you, he cares for you like an eagle that stirs up its nest. This is so interesting to me because as I begin to study this, this makes all the difference in the world. Stirring a nest is far different than building a nest. In fact, you, a, a nest is built for the protection of the eggs. A nest is built for the protection of the hatchlings inside of it for about 12 weeks until they're ready to go. But a nest is stirred for the protection of their future. If it's not stirred, they won't survive. And God in his grace sometimes has to stir some things up. The stirring of the nest is the protection of the future. The, the stirring of the nest only happens when the, the eaglets inside are too big to stay in something so small. Can I speak that over your life today? 
I don't even know you guys. I know some of you. I met some of you today. But I know this about the truth of God today. No matter what's going on, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're facing today or you will face tomorrow, I can tell you this. God's grace on your life, his goodness in your heart today is far too big for you to stay still and to stay comfortable right where you are. Oh, praise God. I'm going to say that again because I don't think y'all caught that, right? God's grace is far too big for you to stay put. God's grace is far too big for you to stay comfortable right where you are. There are seasons of growth, and God is getting in and digging things loose and getting you ready to move. Praise God. Could it be that mindsets need to change? Could it be that the way we serve needs to change, or the way we love people needs to change, or the words we speak need to change? God is always moving on us and checking our hearts because in his infinite goodness, he begins to come and to stir things up. But here's the deal we need to understand. Those eaglets, all they know is the nest. But the mother knows life on the outside of the nest. She's seen it. She knows what's possible. She knows when they're ready to fly. She knows what they're capable of doing. So in her grace toward her babies, here's what she does. She stops coming around as often with food. Right? That's a dangerous thing to talk about at 1215. <laughs> Some of y'all are hangry right now. You're like, I get it. I get it. Trust me, I know. Right? She stops coming around with food as often. These babies are getting stirred up, aren't they? Or when she finally comes back to the nest, you know, she'll hover over it with her wings and she'll flap and she'll, she'll stir up the debris inside the nest. Or sometimes she'll get in with her, her talons and begin to dig things away. Or even with her beak, the same beak that built the nest begins to tear it apart. And what I'm saying is there's a time when these eaglets that are so comfortable and so satisfied with such familiarity that they can't sit still any longer because suddenly it's not as good as it used to be. Suddenly, it's not, it's tight in here. What is the story? It's not as cushy and soft. Why is that poking me right now? You know what I'm saying? There's things in life that aren't right right now, and I don't get it, and I don't like it. And sometimes those moments of frustration are not the enemy coming after you, even though we like to blame him. Sometimes it's God coming after you because he sees more in you and more available to you. And he's saying, I can't leave you here. I love you too much to leave you here because if you stay here, you die. Listen, folks, listen clearly. Your comfort will become your coffin if you allow it to be. You can't stay still. Why? Because you weren't designed for the nest. You were designed for the skies. Wow. We all go through those times of stirring. What used to feel cushy and comfortable suddenly isn't so comfortable. What used to feel right suddenly doesn't feel right. Relationships. You ever been through that? Just relationships aren't the same anymore. Things aren't the same. My passions aren't the same. My tastes aren't the same. There's things that just don't feel right. And the thing is, the mother wouldn't have to stir the nest if the eaglets would just fly on their own. But sometimes, just like us, we get so comfortable that all we want is the same old, same old. And God's like, I didn't design you for that. I've got far more for you. I see more for you. So in his grace, he comes and he stirs. The same way the enemy wants to disrupt your life for bad, God is here to disrupt it for good. Amen? He's here to say, I've got better for you. Just trust me. If you're feeling it, use discernment. Praise God, he gives you that, doesn't he? Uh, two of you got it. Awesome. We'll have prayer in a little bit. He gives you discernment, doesn't he? 
He, he lets you know, and he's going to show you sometimes that it's him that's moving you and, and wooing you out to a different place. And, and it could just be that you're looking at life and like what you rely on, you can't lie on anymore. What you relied on, you can't rely on anymore. There's a new season in your life, and it starts with getting a little bit uncomfortable. And the Spirit of God and his love for you stirs you up. The greatest revelation those eaglets ever could make is that they aren't supposed to just stay here. They were just supposed to start here. And so some of you are in ministry. Some of you guys are in, involved in things that, that for a time were really good for you. But right now, and by the way, I'm not calling anybody to leave this church, all right? Y'all got me? I remember being a pastor and people come in and preach this stuff. and be like, oh, say that, man. That's so cool, right? <laughs> I mean, I can say it, but, you know, I, I don't think that's sad at all. I think that there are different seasons in life. There are different ministries. There are greater levels of trust. There are greater, let me just say it this way. God has deposited wisdom and knowledge in some of you that you had not even tapped into yet. And he's like, it's time. It's time. It's, it's like sometimes there's, there's even works of the Spirit, right? The, the, the gifts that he gives us to minister. And some of y'all have been blessed with those things, but you hadn't touched them. And God's like, I'm tired of you being comfortable because i got people that are lost in, oh, come on, somebody, right? Lost in dying, and you're just, you're just gonna, I'm sorry. Listen, I love y'all. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't sound like it right now, but you get what I'm saying. It's this picture of God that's like, look, I love you, and I love the people that need this too much for you to sit still. I'm stirring you up. It's not comfortable. It feels tight. It's, it's, it doesn't feel good. It's there for a reason. He's like, you're not, it's not that you're supposed to stay here. You're just supposed to start here. There's, there's different things, and your potential is outgrown where you are, and the nest was a blessing, but now it's a burden. What was your, your protection somehow has become a prison, right? And he's saying it's time to move. It's time to go, and, and maybe you're going through something thinking, where are you, God? I'm struggling over here, and God's like, good, right? God's like, I'm glad you finally see it. Here's the thing you need to understand. If that mother eagle did not come in and disrupt that little comfortable nest, those eaglets would simply sit, arms folded, mouths open, waiting to get fed. They would never move because when she starts messing stuff up, they got to start moving around. I don't, it looks awkward with me doing it, but they probably look awkward too, right? They're moving around. They're gangly. They didn't look right. They're trying to stretch their wings out and stand up a little bit. But you know what's, what's happening is it's all science, right? It's designed. The, the strength, listen, nature's way, struggling is nature's way of strengthening. There's this struggle that takes place in that nest. These babies are getting moved around. They're getting jostled around, but somehow they're learning, oh, wow, these things actually move. Well, that's pretty cool, right? And suddenly they're beginning to see potential. And this is what God does in us. He stirs us so we get stronger and we can step out and do things because I'm telling you this, and, and last but not least today, if you're taking notes, number three, you've got to get this, guys. It's going to take faith to fly. You've been designed for it. You got all the right parts, you got feathers, you got all the things, but it's going to take a little faith. Because so many of us won't step out for God because we're afraid of falling. Can I just help you real quick? You're going to fall. 
You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to stumble. You're going to, you're going to plummet for a while. I'm just telling you this is the way it is. But this is the design, and we see it right here in Scripture as he talks about how this eagle stirs the nest, but then he says he, he catches them and he carries them aloft on his wings. It's a picture of God sometimes going, look, I love you enough that I'm going to just kick you out of the nest. And as you plummet and you fall, you start stretching out, trying to figure out things. Sometimes you don't quite get it, and God has to put a wing under you. Are you with me? And he loves you enough to give you a nudge today. And I promise you this, right now, I know him enough. He's nudging hearts. He's moving in lives. He is speaking to you this morning because some of you have sat for too long. I'll tell you right now, your pastors, your staff here, they need you. That's a great opportunity to back them up. I'm going to give you a chance again. That's cool. Your pastors, your staff, they need you. Right? Y'all believe that, don't you? I know you do. Don't you love them, right? You're blessed people, aren't you? They need you. In fact, the Word tells us in Ephesians 4 that it's that they're here to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. The ministry takes place in you. And, and the problem is, so often, it's easier to sit back and wait on something else. And God's like, I didn't call them. I called you. So what about you? It takes faith to fly. It'd be great just to spread your wings and fly out of that thing like a parasail, but I think it's not going to happen. Sometimes you've got to peek over the edge. It's a different world out there. <laughs> it's different. It's not as comfortable. And sometimes you get a little push and you fall, but suddenly you find yourself. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, the beauty of it is, is it's God that carries you the whole time. Amen? Can I tell you, if it was you that could do the ministry to begin with, God wouldn't even use you, right? He has to use you because he needs to use himself through you. Amen? So quit struggling with that. Just embrace, embrace the fact that in faith, you can rise up and be everything he's called you to be. But what is that? I can tell you right now, some of you guys, it's, it's as simple as just saying yes. You've known for a long time. That he's called, there's some of you in this room right now that have had ministry calling on your life for years and you hadn't touched it. And today God's like, I'm calling you out. Right? Yeah, he's the soft Jesus like you see in the pictures. He's petting the little baby lamb, right, with the flowing robe and the silky hair. And sometimes he's the guy that's like, hey, grow up, let's go, right? And I'm thinking that's him this morning. I'm thinking he's saying it's time. Stop sitting back. Stop waiting on other people. There are people, oh my goodness, there are people waiting on the other side of your obedience. There are people waiting on you to do what you're called to do so they can find the same freedom you got. So what are we going to do? Amen? Amen. Father, we love you today. And we thank you for your nudge, God. That stirring of the nest is the stirring of our heart. And I thank you, Lord, that you love us too much to let us stay here. I pray for every person in this room, for the ones you've spoken to before, that nudge, Lord, and, and they pushed it away. I pray that you would give them a nudge this morning, Lord. Maybe this morning's the first time they felt it, but it's a little uncomfortable today. I pray, Lord, that you would move like nobody else. Move heaven and earth, Lord, so that we can be your hands and feet. And we love you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.